Well, hello. Hola, makadini, habari, shalom, bonjour. We are so excited to have you on this inaugural episode of Honey in the Rock, a production by the Bride and the Bride of Christ. Well, we wish you joy unspeakable and full of glory in 2020. From myself, your host, Clever Mukori. Happy New Year. And from our friends over in Kangaroo Land, aka Australia. Happy New Year. So you might be thinking, what was the motivation behind this podcast? Well, we're on a journey to track through the Bible in one year. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. What? Well, it's only 3 chapters a day and 5 chapters on Sunday. Yeah, talk about fivefold ministry, right? Well, we thought there are many voices out there on the internet, so this would be one great opportunity to have a nice voice of reason throughout the day that really encourages you and inspires you. So, through music, testimony, discussions, fellowship, and many more, we have got you covered. So, without further ado, each of us hosts will introduce ourselves to you. Well, my name is Clever Mukori. And I was born in Zimbabwe and moved to the U.S. in 2012. And first lived in Indiana, then I moved to Dallas, Texas. I went to church at Brother McGarry's church in Bedford, Texas, and now I live in Minnesota. So one of the biggest motivations for me being involved in this project is Jeremiah 8, verse 22, and it says, "Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there?" Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? So God's wondering, why are my people still suffering with essentially spiritual sickness? There is balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. Well, that is a great story about our young people right now, and much of a lot of our struggles, I've thought, are rooted in not really having a personal experience with Christ. Well, John chapter one tells us, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." And about verse fourteen says, "And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us." And Brother Branham teaches us that the Word is the thoughts of God expressed. See, so what better way for us young people to get that balm? Than lining our lives up with the thoughts of Christ for ourselves, for us, the bride, and so by going through the Bible in this year and reading our spoken words and prayers, I am confident, I am certain that the Lord God will get us closer and closer to Him, and will prepare us for His coming. So now over to Claudia. Claudia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Claudia. I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm 20 years old. I pray that this podcast will be a blessing and an encouragement to other young people. We just came about this idea, hoping to be an encouragement and to share what the Lord has done in our lives, and just to testify of the goodness of our Lord. God bless. Hi, my name is Naomi, and I'm 23 years old. I'm originally from New Zealand. Then I moved to Australia when I was eight. And have been here for almost 16 years. 
I love traveling and when I travel with my sisters, I love meeting uh, other youth and fellowshipping with them over the world and how we can relate with our trials and what we go through together, even though we're from different countries, different backgrounds, culture. But what we have in common is the same Heavenly Father and the message that we believe in. And to have this great opportunity to speak to you all that is tuning into Honey in the Rock. God bless you all. And I pray that we find encouragement and inspiration together as we journey with the Lord this new year. Thank you. God bless. God bless you all, wherever you may be. I am Jaken, and I am from Melbourne, Australia. But before that, I was born and grew up in Zimbabwe, which is in Africa. I've also traveled to different parts of the world, including the UK, USA, Belgium, and Indonesia. And it was such a wonderful experience to see Christian youth were all dedicated to serving God. It was encouraging and at other times it was also provoking because I got to meet youth who face persecution either from family members or the national legislation but they still held on to their faith. I have also met other youth who have different struggles in their spiritual journey and it has always been something on my heart to encourage as many as I can, hence the vision of this podcast. It is to allow all the youth across the world to share experiences and encourage each other to stay feeding on the word daily. I am excited about this journey together in 2020. God bless you once again. So, I hope you enjoyed our warm introductions and without going further into the program where we will focus on Genesis chapter 1, we'll start by a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you indeed for this wonderful year you've given us and we look forward to your blessings abounding and your leadership and a closer and closer walk with you. As we look back into the past year, no doubt many tears, many struggles, but through it all, your presence was with us all the way and has brought us safely through. And so we look to the year ahead and we say, may we continue to be excellent witnesses of this gospel and may you fill us continually with more and more of your spirit until until we're molded into the image of Christ. We ask for all these things in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So without further ado, we'll proceed to listen to Genesis chapter 1. I hope it will be a blessing to you. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. 
And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So, we titled this episode, God in His Universe. 
And the inspiration came from a message preached by Brother Branham called Show Us the Father and It Will Satisfy Us. This was preached in 1960 on July 31st. We shall listen beginning paragraph 17 up to paragraph 39. I hope you find it a blessing. Now, we're going to look at God in four ways. Now, three is a confirmation, but we're going to throw one extra in this afternoon to make it positive. Anyone knows that, that two is a witness, three is a confirmation. Uh, the Jews said to Jesus, we know that you're a, a demon because you speak of yourself. It takes two to make a witness. Jesus said, I'm one and the father that dwelleth in me is the other one. <laughs> If you can't believe me, believe the works that he's doing in me, you see. So that made a confirmation of two. But now three, and now we're going to take four ways of seeing God. First, God in his universe. God in his word. God in his son. God in his people. God in his universe. We'll see if we find him in the universe. God in his word. We'll see if we can find him in the word. God in his son. We'll see if he's in his son. Then God and his people and see if he's in his people. That's four ways that we can see God. The infidel said, let me see him. Some time ago, I was speaking on a corner. And there was an infidel which was speaking on the next corner. And he was had the Bible in there said, it's the dirtiest, honorest book ever written. And all he was just going on was, had been a priest or studied to be a priest in a monastery. And very much of a theologian, know the word. And so he was chewing tobacco. And he, I was standing by a little grocery store, and when he come in to get groceries, then here the preacher and infidel met together. So he said, uh, oh, you're that preacher who's doing a hollering down here. I said, yes, sir, I am. And he said, um, you don't believe that stuff you're saying? I said, with all my heart, I believe it. And I know he was smart to be in a monastery, you see. So I said, yes, sir, I, I believe with all my heart. So I know his wits was too much for me to match, but I know I had a God that could match anything that the devil could put out. So I just held on to see what God had said. He said, if I'll prove to you there's not one thing in what you're talking about, will you accept it? I said, I don't believe you can do it. He said, there is no such a thing as God. I said, that's your opinion. My opinion's different. And he said, well, look, how many senses does the human body have? And I said, uh, well, they got sense. He said, how far did you go to school? I said, it's far enough to know there's a God. And, and he said, uh, he said, well, uh, name the human senses. And I said, see, taste, feel, smell in here. He said, now, if he's a human God to the human, surely one of those senses would declare him. He said, now, did you ever see him? Did you ever taste him, smell him, feel him, or hear him? I said, I felt him. I feel him now. He said, let me feel him. That sense of feeling goes the same way, see, with your fingers. And, um, and I said, well, it's possible that I could feel him and you could not feel him. He said, oh, no, no, you can't pull your psychology on me. And I took a pin and stuck him. <laughs> and he said, um, I thought he was going to slap me first, but I stepped back a few out of his reach. And um, I said, I did that for a purpose, sir, excuse me, but I just want to make a point. I said, did you feel that? <laughs> he said, I certainly did. And I said, but I didn't feel it. He said, let me stick you. And I said, yeah, you believe the same thing I believe, and you have the same results. That's right. It's possible you could have a cramp in your stomach, and I know nothing about it. But it's real to you, see. But it wouldn't be to me unless I had the same cramp in my stomach or headache or whatever it might be. So then I said, well, and I'm thinking, and he was, 
You know, you have the mother used to say, if you give the cow enough rope, she'll hang herself. So that's why I, I played right up to his psychology. And I said, you know what? You are a very smart man. He said, my mother never raised any fools. And I said, well, that's a good thing. I said, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't know. I couldn't say because the Bible said the fool said in his heart there's no God, you know. But I, I couldn't say that right then because I was playing him right up to the spot where I wanted him. And I said, you have one of the most brilliant mind I ever seen, uh, ever uh, talked to, a man that had a brilliant mind like you. He said, that's right. Oh, he was blowed up. That's where I know I had to play on him on right there. And I said, you'll admit you got a mind? <laughs> and he said, well, sure. Why? You act like you've lost yours. And I said, no, I don't think I have. But I said, I just wonder if you really got a mind. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, it's a human mind, isn't it? He caught right then what he's going to do. He said, I, I said, no, sir, I was a gentleman. I answered your, I said, name the senses of the body. Well, he said, you know them. I said, I want you to say them. I said, I said them for you when I told you I knew them. He said, see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. I said, did you ever see your mind? You ever smell it, taste it, hear it? No. I said, then you haven't got a mind. <laughs> he said, oh, I know I got a mind. I said, I know I got a God too, sir. <laughs> I just know that. So all the armor of God is unseen. But it's the unseen that the Christian looks at, like Abraham called things which was not as though they were because God had said so. So we're going to look not, not to the unseen this afternoon, but four ways that we're going. We could take a dozen, but we're just going to take those four ways for a, a, a confirmation that God lives right now. God is right here this afternoon, right here in this room. He promised wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in their midst. Now, we're going to speak first on God in his universe. Now, how could the world hold up in the space that it's in? After all, which is top or bottom of it? Who knows? The ones that's down at the north, at the south pole, feel just as much like they're on top as one at the north pole. So, you see, it's just, they push this way, which is pushing down. We think we're, they're pointing up. See, they think they're pointing up, but they're pointing down to us. And we're pointing up, but we're pointing down to them. So it's hanging in air. What holds it there? Throw a ball in there and spin it as fast as you wish to. This world's turning a little better than 1,000 miles an hour. 25,000 miles around it turns around, makes a complete revolution every 24 hours. But so it makes it a little better than 1,000 miles an hour it's turning. Well, you spin a ball into the air at equally the same speed. See, it wouldn't make one round in the same cycle. It would fall. It'd either be going up, going down, going sideways or something. What holds it there? We know it's been here for 6,000 years. We have record of it. That is standing here in the same spot and they can time it with the moon and stars so perfectly till it won't miss a second. They can predict it 20 years ahead when the eclipse of the sun will be, when the moon and sun passes. Everything works in harmony to God, all of God's creation, but man. So man is his son and feels that he knows just a little bit more than father does. So we try to figure it all out instead of just believing what he said about it. That's all. Some time ago, an infidel said to me, talking about all the moon and the sun and how it flickered a little piece off. I said, how are you going to prove that? And I said, the only thing you can do is prove it by faith. And I said, I want to tell you now, my faith's too weak for that. I just believe what the Bible said. That's the only thing I got faith in. It's what God said. He made the heavens and earth and I just believe it that way. So that's the faith that I have. It's what God said about it. And now, then 
how could it ever be? How could that little flower live this afternoon, that vine? How could it live, plant rather, without God? All the scientists in the world couldn't make one of those leaves on there. They can make something that looks like it, but they couldn't make that leaf because that leaf has got life in it, and science can never produce life. A little flower, you take like you women here, it gets cold here in the valley. I go around and see your flower gardens now. I was riding around a while ago trying to keep my mind on God and praying, Lord, do something here in the valley. Please help your people. It's such a dark hour. And riding up and down the roads uh, uh, praying. And then I pass by and see the lovely flowers. Now, it won't be long till frost to hit that little flower. It'll bow its little head to death. Some of them will be young, middle-aged, and old. Out of there drops a little black seed. Whether you believe it or not, God has a funeral procession for his flowers. Did you know that? Sure does. The fall rains comes and cries great big tears down out of the skies and buries that little black seed under the ground. That's exactly right. Long comes the winter and freezes the seed, burst is open, the pulp runs out, and now it freezes several inches deep. The stalk's gone, the bulb's gone, the petal's gone, the seed's gone, the pulp's gone. Is that the end of that flower? No, sir. Just as soon as the, the sun rises and the east begins to warm. Now, you can't take a, a light and put on it and do it. It takes the sunlight light. Put the sunlight on it and begin to warm it. It'll come back to life again. God had that little germ of life hid somewhere so he could live again because it's in God's will. It's God's plan. God put it here for a purpose and it doesn't fuss or stew. It just serves the purpose that God put it here for. And if we'll just do the same, serve the purpose that God put us here for. Not to just to be, we got to raise hogs and that's all right. We got to do this other. But he put us here to be sons and daughters of God, to glorify him and to praise him. Like the little flower. Preached on the subject not long ago. Behold the lilies. And I took the lily, Pastor Lily. How he opens up his heart. The bee takes his part out. And the tourists pass by. That beautiful smell. Everything gets a part of Mr. Lily and he has to toil day and night to produce that. Don't you believe God is in his universe? Everywhere God is. Up at my home, I live on the Ohio River. And oh, I just love water. And there was a little boy that lived down in the city and he went to a church and he's a fine little lad. And he said to his mother one day, he said, Mother, I want to ask you a question. Said, I hear the preacher talk about God being so great. And said, now, I just wonder if anybody could ever see God. Why, she said, honey, you asked your Sunday school teacher. Said, mother couldn't answer that. I don't know nothing about it. And so they asked the Sunday school teacher and she said, oh, I wouldn't know about that. You ought to ask the pastor. So he went and asked the pastor and the pastor said, no, Sonny, no man can see God. No man can see God and live. You just can't do it. So the little fellow was disappointed. He associated with an old fisherman. He lived on the river. And one day there's up around close to, (coughs) pardon me, the Six Mile Island. And they come up a storm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they come up a storm. And the waters, you know how it gets after the rain, the leaves are all washed off. The old fisherman got back out in the boat and started down the river pulling his boat. And just as an oarman or any boatman knows uh, the harmony of that tip of the wave on the oars like that is he bringing down. He's pulling a box of fish behind. And there was a sun come out in the west over this way and was looking towards the east. The old fisherman was, and there come a rainbow across the skies. And the little fellow was sitting in the stern of the boat. And so he began to notice the old fisherman with his gray beard. Tears began to run down his cheeks as he looked at that rainbow going along. And the little fellow got enthused, and he ran up to the center of the boat. 
grabbed the old fisherman by the knees and fell down there at his feet. He said, Sir, I'm going to ask you a question. My Sunday school teacher, my mother, my pastor, no one could answer. Could anybody see God? And the old fisherman so overcome, he just pulled the oars in the boat, threw his arms around the little boy. He said, God bless your little heart, honey. All I've seen for the past 50 years has been God. There's so much God on the inside of him. Everything he looked at was God. That's how you see God is when you get God inside of you. Let him look through your eyes. That's how you'll work for God. When God can use your hands, use your feet, use your lips, use your tongue, use your ears, use your eyes. God in you sees God on the outside. God is in his universe. He was in the rainbow, settled a question there that none of them could settle. I'm a hunter, as you all know. My mother's a half Indian. And I, and my conversion never taken that out of me. I still go up into Colorado where I'm a licensed guide. And I ever fall and go way high in the mountains where I used to herd cattle for years and sat there many times, learned so much about God. I remember sitting there, my leg across where the Hereford Association her, uh, grazes the the um, Troublesome River Valley, watching the ranchers as we bring in the cattle, putting them up in springtime to herd. And here's one thing, I, reason I'm interdenomination. The ranger stood there at the drift fence and he watched those cattle. If you can raise a ton of hay on your ranch, we'll produce as many tons of hay, it'll put a cow on the forest. I guess you still had the same laws here. And then the rancher standing there, watching those cattle, he never paid very much attention to what brand they had on them. Ours was a tripod and the others main above us was turkey a track and just above there was Grimes, the big outfit that had the bar, diamond bar. And many of the, some of them put hundreds and hundreds of head of cattle on there. But you know, that, that ranger never noticed them brands. He watched for the blood tag in the ear. You couldn't put a herford on that forest without, or a cow on that forest without being a thoroughbred herford. It had to be a registered Hereford. And I think at the day of the judgment, God will not notice whether I belong to the assemblies or the church of God or what church I belong to. The brand that I wear, he'll look for the blood tag, the blood of his own son. That's what he will look for. Nothing will go in there but a born-again Christian. Hunting elk, the elk way up high this year because there'd been no snow to run them down. And Mr. Jeffries, which was one of the owners of one of the ranches, we know every bit of ground throughout that the forest land there for a hundred miles because we'd I'd herded cattle and salted them and so forth, take the pack trains and go back and salt the cattle and round them up and so forth. And we went hunting and he's a marvelous good hunter and he had tucked to the left to go back over on the, what we call the West Fork, I tucked the East Fork. And we'd meet in four or five days and have our elk hung up and whatever we was going to get and then put our horses together and get the packs and come along and bring them down. I was way high walking around up there and there'd been, been no snow to mount anything. And, and in the fall of the year, high in the mountains, it'll snow, then rain, and then sun will shine. You know how it is, the changing of the weather along uh, October. And I was walking way high, almost timberline, and there come up a, a, a northerner, and the skies turned green for a little while, and oh, it started blowing and raining and sleeting, and I got behind a tree, and just stood behind the tree, set my rifle down, there's an old blowdown close, and I set my rifle down there, and I was just thinking, oh God, how great thou art, how wonderful you are. Your soul, you made the mountains, you poured forth the fountain, raised up the mountain, Lord, keep your precious hands on me. As I stand there waiting for the rain to blow over and then the winds got real heavy and after the storm was over, I heard an old male elk begin to bugle. He got lost in the storm. 
Way up on the side of the hill, the coyote hollered. The mate answered down farther. You know, when David said, the deep calleth to the deep. There's something about it was godly to me. You're in wildlife calling. There was that elk. I turned around and looked back towards the west, towards Washington here, and where the sun was going down and setting through the crevices of the mountains, looked like a great eye looking. I thought, that's right. His eyes run to and fro upon the earth. Everywhere you look was God, just godly. And then I looked back this way and there was a rainbow back this way on the, where the evergreens had froze over from the rain and formed the sun against it made a rainbow across the valley. The wolf a hollering, the elk a bugling, the sun setting. Oh my, I stood there crying like a baby. And I looked back, I said, yeah, what's in the rainbow? It's a covenant, a promise. Revelations 1, he was to look upon a jasper and sardis stone. That's Benjamin and Reuben, the first and the last. He that was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David, the morning star. What all he was, his titles, there he is in the rainbow sitting there. And I thought, oh, how beautiful, how it's good to be here. And I got so happy till I went around and around that tree just as hard as I could, screaming to the top of my voice about 35 miles from a human being. And I was just a screaming and a shouting. I guess if someone would have come in the woods, they thought somebody got out of the insane institution up there. I was just a screaming and a shouting. I didn't care. I was worshiping God. I was just having me a good time. I'd stop and i think, that's right. He's Alpha and Omega. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Around, around, around the tree I go again, just as hard as I go. Just had to let off some of the steam. You know, it's just something is boiling, and I just screamed to the top of my voice. Natural on. I heard a little pine squirrel. I don't know whether you brother know what they are or not. He's a blue coat policeman of the woods. Jumped up on a stump there. Chatter, 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 chatter. I thought, well, what are you so excited about, little fella? I'm worshiping the God that created you and around and around the tree went again. Just as hard as I could. And I thought, well, I'm worshiping the very God that created you. He's my creator. I love him. I'm worshiping. Around the tree I kept going. That's while I said, don't you like that? You ought to do it yourself. You're a creature of God. You ought to worship him yourself. Come to find out he wasn't watching me. He'd cock his little head sideways and look down and I'd blow down. And the winds had blown an old eagle down in there. Now, eagle's one of my favorite birds. So God likens his prophets to eagles. He, he t- says himself, he's, he's the eagle himself, Jehovah eagle. Maybe the Lord willing, I'd like to preach on that one time for he's the eagle stirs its nest. And then, so then when he was looking over the side like that, he was watching this eagle down there. This big eagle jumped out there, his great big gray looking eyes. And I thought, oh, that's what excited you. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to studying that. I thought, Lord, I know you're in that bugle of that elk. You're in the call of that wolf. You're in the rainbow. You're in the setting sun. You're in me. You're just everywhere. You're in all the flowers. You're, you're just everywhere. Now, how could you ever stop me from worshiping you to let me see that old eagle standing there? Now, there's nothing about him. He's a robber. <laughs> well, what about him? I said, what'd you bring him up for? What's, I see God out there, but I can't see God and that old eagle. Well, I happened to notice there. I said, say, fella, you know I could shoot you? <laughs> now, he knows I was admiring him. I like his bravery. He was watching. I noticed him. Why aren't you scared of me? And I noticed him taking his wings, you know, his feathers and feeling them like that. He just, I thought, oh, I see. I see, Lord. See, he's not scared. He's got two God-given wings. 
He knows before I could touch that rifle, he could be in that timber there and I wouldn't see him no more. See? And I thought if he could, if that eagle, by God-given gift of two wings to take, take him away from, from troubles, how much more ought a church when they can feel the power of the Holy Ghost around them? What ought we to do? Be able to fly away by faith from every sickness, every disease, and everything of the world. If we can feel the presence of God, as long as them feathers was running right, he knowed he could do it because he had confidence in the gift that God had given him. And yet we sat and wander and plunder with the very power of the Holy Ghost upon us and in walk moving through the building, showing that he's present. Why, you see God anywhere you look. Don't you believe that? God's in the eagle. God's in the wolf call. God's in the sunset. God's in his universe. God's in his flower. Well, God's everywhere. If you just look around. To finish that story, that old eagle, I watched him for a little bit, and just a little, uh, little pine squirrel sat up there looking at me, you know, chatter, chatter, looking at the eagle, and after a while, the eagle got enough of it. So he just made one big jump, flopped his wings about twice, he was gone. Now, I, I noticed him, he never moved his a feather after that. When he got above that green timber, he just set his wings, he knew how to do it. And when that wind coming up the mountain, every time the wind would come in, he just ride up on it, ride up on it. I stood and looked at Oh, my. He just got smaller and smaller until he went plumb out of sight. And I thought, that's it. That's it, Lord. See, it isn't when you're sick or needy. It isn't flop, flop to this. Take your letter over to this church and the assemblies don't treat you right. Go to the church of God. They don't treat you right. Go back to the Baptist. That isn't it. It's just knowing how to set your wings of faith into the power of God and right away from it. And the Holy Spirit begins to move just right up on it. It ain't flop, 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 flop. Well, I'll go over here if you don't treat me right. I'll go back over here. I'll go through Robert's prayer line. Brother Branham's coming. I'll go through his. That's not it. Set your faith in God's power and move away. He left that little old chipmunker squirrel sitting there going, chatter, chatter, chatter. Days of miracles passed. No such thing as divine healing. No baptism of the Holy Ghost. He just rolled away from it. <laughs> That's what we want to do. Rise above it. Get away from them people that says there's no such a thing as divine healing. God doesn't keep his word. Jesus Christ is not the same yesterday and forever. Just set your wings in the power of God and move away. That's right. Oh, Worn out of sight. Leave them set alone. Just be so deaf you don't even hear him at all. Just move away from it. God is in his universe. God moves amongst his creatures. Take a little old duck. I go up in the north woods sometimes to hunt. Hunted the world over. Go up in the north woods. There's a little old duck born up there on that lake. He never was off that lake. He's born there that spring. But somehow or another, when the snow caps come on the mountains, that first little cold breeze comes down across the mountain, there's a certain little duck on that pond. He's a little old drake. He gets right out there in the middle of that pond, sticks that little honker up in the air and goes, honk, honk, and every duck on the pond will come to him. Yes, sir. What will he do? He'll rise off of that. Remember, he never was off that pond, but he'll come right up off of that pond and lead, lead every one of them ducks just as straight to Louisiana to the rice fields as he can go. If he doesn't, it'll all be froze over. Surely we ought to have duck sense if uh, God can use the instinct of a duck to lead his people or his duckling friends away from a place that would freeze, surely the power of the Holy Ghost ought to lead us to Christ, who is our healer, and away from danger. God gave a duck instinct. He gave you the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel religious right now. Yes, I do. Yes, 
He gave us the Holy Ghost to escape those things. Certainly. You take, uh, turn on your radio and say, tomorrow it's going to be cold weather or going to be uh, uh, hot weather, whatever the uh, radio would say. We'll say, for instance, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be warm tomorrow. It'll be warm. And you watch that old sow hog. Go over there and take them sticks that's on the north side of the hill and carry it over to the other side of the hill. Don't you pay no attention to what that radio man says. He don't know what he's talking about. That hog does. You go out and watch these rabbits get right down under the brush and let the man say, it's going to be fair weather. Don't you pay no attention to what he says. That rabbit knows more than he'll ever know about that. God's given him a way to escape the things and he believes in it and he makes ready for it. Like Noah did with the ark. He prepared the ark before any rain fell. Amen. Are you ready this afternoon to fly away? Can you see God? Get away from these sicknesses and diseases and doubts and frustrations. God's in his universe. Not long ago, a few years ago, Dad and I were plowing. And this hot morning, we was laying by a car. And, and Dad said, uh, well, the horses begin to snort. And snort. And I said, what's the matter with them, Daddy? Is there a coyote or something back there? He said, no, no. It's coming up a storm. I said, a what? He said, a storm? I said, I don't see any storm anywhere. He said... Billy, stop a minute, said, you don't understand. He said, God has given a horse an instinct that when a storm is coming, all you ever rode a horse know how lightning will play right over his mane. He said, he's got, he's got an instinct to get to safety. That's the reason he's snorting. They're wanting to get to the barn. And I said, a storm? Well, I said, there isn't a thunder, there isn't a lightning, there isn't a cloud anywhere. He said, but you just watch a few minutes. I hadn't plowed two rounds, so here come the storm. See, God gave them instinct. God is in every creature, everywhere, if you'll just watch it. God's in his universe. you believe it? Amen. Certainly he is. Now, here some years ago, I was reading an article where an infidel crossed across the country, so smart, so intellectual, till ministers wouldn't even tackle him. It about 50 years ago. And he, um, he is converting people from Christianity to infidelism. And finally, he got broke down in his hell. And he went to Colorado for a rest. One day he was in a camp and he walked out and he began to look at those rocks. And he said, is it true? Am I wrong? Did, did, is there a being that put you there? When them trees are waving back and forth in the wind, Adam, where art thou? See? And finally, that infidel sitting out there on a log looking at those rocks fell on his face and said, I'm wrong. God be merciful to me, a sinner. No one in the scripture said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will immediately cry out. Something's going to happen. If a man looks around in the universe, he can find God. Don't you believe God is in his universe? Certainly God is in his universe. So, this marks the end of the inaugural episode of Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope the words of life you've learned today will stick with you throughout the rest of the day. So now we shall end this episode with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, you said heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And you've said your word goes out to do a job and it doesn't return unto you void. So we pray, may this seed of the word of God that's been planted into our hearts, may it reap a great harvest. Be with us, draw us closer to you, and be with us, Lord, for the rest of the day and the rest of the episodes. We will continue to discuss your scriptures and hear of your messages that the prophet brought us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration 
and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. So, to make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. That's honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. So, we also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. In humble adoration